Welcome to Wonder in Reality. My name's Jim, and today is a special message. Actually, two parts related to Christmas and the feasts of Israel. And I want to welcome Teacher Jeff Adams to the podcast. Jeff, thank you for being on the podcast today. Jim, it's a pleasure to be with you. Thanks. And Jeff's been on before. Uh, Jeff is an anointed teacher. He has an emphasis. One of his areas of emphasis is the Feast of Israel related to Easter and Christmas. So I'm really looking forward to hearing his teachings about the part one will be mainly focused on the birth of Jesus and many aspects of that. And then part two, the, the two feasts, Hanukkah and Purim, that are in addition to the seven feasts. And so Jeff is, okay, he's an expert on Israel, basically. He's a regional representative for Operation Exodus. Operation Exodus is a ministry that assists Jewish people from around the world in immigrating to Israel, fulfilling last day's prophecies. And so there's many things. Jeff is an expert on on the Passover, on many aspects, the, the feasts in general. One of the main reasons I want Jeff on the podcast, he's anointed. He understands the anointing and the presence of Jesus. He is... He probably doesn't want me to say he's also in worship ministry and music ministry, very talented musician, and and other areas of ministry. So, Jeff, would you pray for our listeners? Absolutely. Uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, I I lift up every single person that's listening to this podcast. Lord God, you know their needs. And this is a time of miracles for all of us. We, We are here to celebrate uh, the, the birth of Jesus. We're here to celebrate the, the resurrection of Jesus actually on a daily basis. But, Lord, this is the time when we celebrate the miracle, the miracle of Yeshua coming to earth in the form of a man. Amen. And for every person that's listening, Lord God, I pray that you give them a spirit of, of enlightenment and understanding because all of this information is to draw us closer to you. Amen. Father Amen. God, through what you've done uh, by sending Jesus. And, and so, Jesus, I pray that you touch every person in a very special way this season. Amen. And let them know how much you love them and what your plans are for their life and whatever needs that they have, whether it's healing, whether it's financial provision, that you touch them during this miracle and say, look what Amen. God did for me during this season. In Jesus' name. Mm, amen, amen. Good. I agree with that. Glory to God. And and especially this wonderful, the significance of Jesus, God sending Jesus Christ to the earth as a man. Amen. Um, I want to get right into, we spoke recently, can you basically speak about the birth of Jesus Christ and when it occurred and how some of the really epic, famous events and how uh, some of the aspects of that. Absolutely. Jim, so, you know, we all have our, your, our belief of how Jesus was born, how everything took place. A lot of the traditions that we have been taught in the church are just not correct. Uh, 
some of them really it doesn't matter because it's it doesn't affect uh, it's not a heaven hell issue but it's just good information to know uh but god is a god of order I, one of the reasons why oh, yeah. I, I teach on the feast is because it, it reveals jesus it reveals the plan of salvation it reveals so much of god when we celebrate them and we see that these have been going on for for thousands of years and so, um, you know, we did a, a couple of podcasts a few months ago on Passover and all of the incredible similarities, uh, or symbols, I should say, uh, of Jesus in the, in the Passover. And he was fulfilling that when he said, this is my body, which was shed, uh, which, which was shed for you, this is my blood, mm. and they didn't understand it. So all of the feasts have incredible symbolisms mm. and, uh, to them. And so, uh, you know, one of, one of the things about about Christmas that I think it's, it's important to know is, is uh, these were not just as when we read Luke 2 we see about the, the shepherds that were keeping watch over their flock by night you know this is where I think the whole story starts uh, the Christmas story because it you know this they were they were watching over their flock and if you look you can make a note of this Micah 4.8 it talks about the tower of the flock and you know, it's in fact I'm gonna read this just real quickly to you. The Tower of the Flock and it's Micah four eight says, And as for you, Tower of the Flock, hill of the daughter of Zion, to you it will come. Even the former dominion will come, the kingdom of the daughter of Jerusalem. So mm. uh, so what was the, what is the Tower of the Flock? So back, you know, those days when, when there were shepherds that would watch over their flock they would uh, build a tower. It was made of stone, and it would be sometimes 40, 50 feet high. And they did this so they could, the, the, the shepherds would actually go on the top and keep, keep watch. That's what it means to keep watch over their flock by night because they could actually see from a great distance if there were coyotes or wolves or anything that could possibly be coming to, to harm or to steal the flock, even, even humans. Mm. They could see from these towers. And so they were 360 degrees. They really, really looked kind of like a silo. Uh, and so they had some steps that they would get at the very top, and they would they would stay there all night uh, during you know during uh, while they would uh, uh, especially during the seasons when maybe the, the coyotes, coyotes and some others were out looking, and they knew so they would just be able to, to watch their flock a lot better from this tower. Hmm. Well, at the bottom, the first floor of the tower. Uh, had a very special purpose, and so uh, what would the, what they would do when a birthing sheep was about to give birth, they would take that that mother sheep and they would put it in this bottom floor. So we all think that Jesus was, you know, when Mary and Joseph traveled, uh, you know, why we, we always hear the story. There's no room in the inn, so they said, well, I, you know, I, I've got room in my my horse stable, you can, or, or an animal stable, you can go out there. But that's not at all what happened. Mm. Uh, he was—he basically the, the, the innkeeper said, you know, we've got room in that in that tower there at the bottom floor. And so that's where that's where uh, Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus were. You know, that's where they were. That he was actually born in this first floor of this silo type of tower. Wow. And uh, so it, that's totally different. You know, that just kind of ruins all of the major scenes. And so that's in Micah. So it's in the Bible. Micah 4 8. Yes. Yeah, Micah 4 8. So yeah, I'm, I'm afraid that I'm going to probably, this 
this podcast is probably going to destroy a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of major seats and everything that that people have. Uh, but um, but so uh, you know when when we look at that and you you see what the significance is of that. So these were not just uh, normal shepherds. The, the, these ones that were around this tower, Tower of the Flock, they had a very specific calling, and that was to raise sacrificial Passover lambs. And that's what they did. And so they had to make sure that when a lamb was brought in and brought in and they, it was about to be born, that they would bring it into the first floor. And by the way, there was not, because it was not uh, an animal stable, like people think, you know, it didn't have manure all over the place. These were very spotless type of room, just the bottom floor. Hmm. And uh, they would have, uh, you know, hay and they'd keep it very, very clean, though. And so uh, when a when it was when a, a sheep, when a lamb was born, what they would do and get a load of this, <laughs> they would take that lamb and wrap it in swaddling clothes. Hmm. See, the, we've all, all heard about swaddling clothes, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what is swaddling clothes? So they were they were strips of linen, and they would take paraffin wax and they would form it, and so it's kind of making like making a mold. Okay, the reason why they made a mold around the lamb was to keep it from thrashing, okay? It, it didn't need to move around. It needed to be still once it was born, and so it would hurt itself. It would kick itself. It it, There's just so many problems that could take place by a lamb, baby lamb thrashing. So they wrapped it in these swaddling clothes. And if you could picture these, these strips of linen and then you put the paraffin wax over, you can make a, a, a nice little mold right around the, the you know the, the body uh, and the legs of the lamb and so that's what they would do huh. and so they would they would take these and they would put this the once the lamb was born they would put it in a manger because it was you know they could see it better they could just you know it was just that's just kind of what they did and uh, and so uh, and they would also sometimes the, the female the, the mothers just like dogs you said cats sometimes would you know if, especially if they had more than one um, you know, in, in a litter, they would sometimes smush the, the babies. We've seen that dogs and cats, right, where the mother was, that would just happen sometimes mm-hmm. by, by mistake. So, you know, this if, if the actual lamb was put into a manger, it, that couldn't happen. And this would just allow the the, uh, the shepherds to just watch it better, you know, and, and because it would be wow. distracted. Well, you know, from the, from the mom. So they would lay this in a manger. All right, we all, we, so we see the similarities. Okay, so these sheep uh, uh, were, you know, they were out. Well, here's the thing. Why was, was Jesus born in, in uh, December 25th? Absolutely not. Uh, because the she- it, it got too cold. The shepherds would only be out there when the weather was good, when the weather was nice. When it got too cold, it, you know, it, it, was, it could be dangerous to be out there. Mm-hmm. So they would not be in the... Uh, uh, they would not be out in the fields keeping watch over their flock in December, but they were in September up to about October that would, they would be out in the fields. So when the angel appeared to the shepherds, and I love this so much, uh, you know, it was not just the, uh, the any shepherds, it was the shepherds right around the McDonald deer, and they were raising Passover lambs. And so the other thing that could take place, let me, let me back up here. So when a baby, when a lamb was born, uh, it, it had to be observed. It had to make sure there was no spot or wrinkle. Well, when it's when it's elevated into something like a manger, then it's the, the shepherd is closer to it, and he could see it. He could 
serve it better if that's the case, you know, because it couldn't have any spot, any spot or angle to be any kind of a, a sacrificial lamp. Mm-hmm. Well, we know who all was, who else was observed, you know, during during the uh, the time of the of the crucifixion, mm-hmm. Jesus. So there's that. So when we when we look at the similarities uh, of that, and then when the angel appeared, as I was mentioning to the shepherds, uh, what the angel said is. You know, come follow me, and I'm um, I'm gonna. You, you guys have been raising sacrificial Passover lambs. I'm gonna show you the Lamb of God. And so, you know, they would came. They came, and they other shepherds came, and then so they saw that this this true Lamb or Lamb of God was born exactly where the lambs were born, mm. and it was put in swaddling clothes and wrapped up just like a lamb was. So, you know, people are saying, well, you know, why, why won't there's any, any room in the in the end? I mean, you'd sure think that uh, they they would find something, someplace besides just a uh, you know a, the bottom part of a silo or a tower to be able to to house a, a birthing mother. But every place was was filled. Every end was filled. Everything was filled because the Jews were told. They, there was going to be a census, right? That was a decree that they had to come for the census. Well, the reason why they picked uh, the Feast of Tabernacles, which is when Jesus was born, is because all Jews in the world had to make three pilgrimages a year. Number one for Passover, number two for Pentecost, and number three for the Feast of Tabernacles. Okay, so they had to be, every Jew that lived in the world had to come and make pilgrimages to, uh, to Israel during that time. Well, they said, well, let's, let's do a, a census. And so they had to go to the birth, you know, to the birthing place of where where their family was from. Well, they were from Bethlehem, as you know, Mary and Joseph. So that's where they were, and they had to go there. And so that's why. But, that's, but, but the reason why there was just no room is because there was all of these Jewish people from around that were outside of the lands, land of Israel, that... Uh, that were traveling. So all the hotels were full. People had to stay in caves. They had to stay all over the place. But so you know, they, the, the innkeeper did all he could do. And actually he, uh, he did a right thing because he didn't allow them to be uh, in a, an a animal stable. He put them in probably the cleanest place that you could. And that was this first floor of the tower. Okay. So let me, this is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we always hear, well, there was no room in the inn, so he was born in a stable, right? But the the truth is, what you've explained, he was born in in this silo, which was and, and where normally sheep would be born, right, or lambs. That's correct. That's absolutely right. Okay. So it could be observed, right? And it was away from all the other lamb or the the other sheep, and so it allowed it allowed the. Uh, the sheep, the shepherds, I should say, to really observe the sheep hmm. and, the, and the lambs, and to make sure it was, like I said, it was it was without spot or wrinkle. Wow! So uh, now, and here's been, something else. You've been to Israel five times, right? You've been, That's correct. Yes. Yeah. You could actually Google Magdal Ader, which is M I G D A L A D E R, Tower of the Flock. If you put those words in, you'll see pictures of the Tower of the Flock that are that are still there today. Wow. So, you know, why, why is this taught in our churches? I don't know. I don't know how we got away from that, but I do have some ideas. But, um, but so, yeah. Um, and then, obviously, the, the wise men, as we talked earlier, Jim and I did, they were not three wise men. They brought three gifts. 
And the truth of the matter is, uh, the wise men, the, the most likely they came in with a, a bunch. In fact, they said that sometimes they would travel in the hundreds wow. because it was dangerous for, for three people to travel from one country to the other because they'd get robbed. So when you traveled back then, you traveled by the hundreds. Okay, that was another reason why Herod was afraid because there could have been up to a thousand people traveling from, from uh, what is now Iraq, Iran area. Uh, and that's where they were from, the, the, the wise men. Wow. And so so he was saying, what are all these people coming? I mean, there are a thousand people. So that's why Herod was afraid. He said, they're coming for the, for the birth of a king, and there's a thousand people. Three people would not scare Herod, I can promise you. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> what I've always said, correct me if I'm wrong, it doesn't say three wise men. It, correct. It, it's just plural, so we don't know how many there were. That is correct. There could have been, you know, there could have been dozens with their entourage, mm -hmm. which which would have definitely been over hundreds. It would have been hundreds. That's amazing. And now here's a question for you, uh, and for the, the people that are listening: How did these wise men know about the birth of a king? How I don't know. All right. Actually, you can go back a few hundred years during the Babylonian captivity. When the Jews were kicked out of Israel, and they ended up in Babylon, well, the Jews that were there knew the, 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 the prophecies of a king, you know, from Micah, you know, and, and they knew that, you know, book of Micah 5, Micah 5, chapter, chapter 5, verse 2 says, Oh, Bethlehem, it, it mentions that Bethlehem is going to be the place for mm -hmm. the Messiah. Mm -hmm. And so they knew that. All right, so they, they told the Babylonians, you know, we're going to have a king that's going to be born someday, and he's going to be born in Bethlehem. Right. So, uh, so when after the Babylonian captivity, when they came back, when they saw this star, they said, oh, that's that's over Israel. That's I, I, I bet that's the king. Wow. I bet that's the king that the Jews told us about hundreds of years ago. Wow. So that's how they actually initially knew about it. Obviously, you know, they were led by by angels, and and, and all of a sudden it, it put them actually right over this tower. Wow. And, but it, but it, um, but I take that back. Um, so that there was there was something that was over that tower that night, but the actual wise men, because it's hundreds of miles, didn't actually make it until several months later. So okay. uh, they were just so that so that marking was really for shepherds in the area. Okay, wow, because traveling was, was slow back then. Very slow. It took hundreds, yeah, hundreds of miles. So it would, but you know, Jesus was already. You know, well past you know like a year, two two years old almost, and we know that at some time at that point they fled to Egypt. So, but he was not. Uh, they didn't. You know, they they knew that um, uh, you know that he was going to be born, and so they went. But it would take a, quite a while to, to get there. So now, he, but they were a, not in the manger scene, so to speak. Well, that that's another. So there's another tradition that we have that's that's wrong. It's it's they were came later. Right. Okay, and right, but and then then also I just can I add in, they brought gold. Okay, gold is the most valuable, right? right. I mean, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I mean, it, there's no telling. We don't know how much of that they brought. Again, that's another. Is that's that right? Okay, absolutely. So they get there, and and obviously, uh, you know, they. they they pay 
homage and Herod got scared and that's when uh, you know not long after he said I'm going to kill all the firstborn mm. and then you know that's when they fled to Egypt so as we look at um, as we look at this you know when, when was Jesus born he was born during the Feast of Tabernacles and Jim and I uh, we've talked about this uh, several times God does all of his big things on feast days mm, mm. every big event that happens is going to be on a feast day you can take from the Passover Jesus was our Passover lamb that's when he was uh, you know crucified mm. and then you you look at feast of first fruits he grows from the dead on the feast of first fruits you look at Pentecost what all happened on Pentecost well believe it or not the uh, uh, the Ten Commandments were given to Moses on Pentecost. Wow. Uh, and then and then the birth of the church and the, the giving and the coming of the Holy Spirit took place on Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we get, so we basically, there have been four feasts that have been fulfilled. The three have not is Rosh Hashanah. The next one, that's the blowing of the trumpets. And so I think we know the event that's going to take place to fulfill that. Uh, that's the coming of Jesus. Mm. And, and so... That, that has not been fulfilled. Uh, Yom Kippur is the next one. That's a Day of Atonement. And then the last one is Sukkot, or Tabernacles, Feast of Tabernacles. And this is when Jesus was born. John 1, 14, a lot of you are familiar with this. It said the Word became flesh and lived, and if you look at most translations, it says dwelt. When you look at the orig- original Greek, the word is tabernacle. Mm. The word tabernacled upon uh, uh, tabernacled among us. So a lot of people, a lot of scholars will think, well, this is another sign, you know, of God telling us that he was born on, on the, uh, the Feast of Tabernacles. So if he was born on Feast of Tabernacles, which is uh, traditionally it's, it's going to be around the end of September. Sometimes it goes into October, uh, but it's right around the end of September. So nine months earlier, when was Jesus conceived? Mm. Well, we back up nine months, and guess what you have? The light of the world was conceived during the Festival of Lights, Hanukkah. Mm. Which we, a lot of people believe that, that, that actually, believe it or not, that Hanukkah and December 25th were around the same time. Wow. That's, so it, that's it awesome. would have, they could have been the same time. So. When do I celebrate the birth of Jesus? Actually, I celebrate them both times. I celebrate the birth of Jesus during Feast of Tabernacles, and I tell him happy birthday, and we have a big celebration. But also, December 25th. Here's the here's the reason why I amen. celebrate. Uh, I'm sorry? Amen. I just said amen. Okay, okay, gotcha. All right. Uh, the reason why I, I like to celebrate it is because how did, how did we get to be December 25th? That's what I was wondering. All right, so it go, it comes back to uh, during Constantine's time. Constantine said in three hundred one A.D. He said, "Okay, we recognize Christianity as a religion." And in three three thirteen, he said, "Christianity is going to be the state religion for the Roman Empire." Okay. Well, you had a lot of pagans there. A lot of pagans in the Roman Empire, the people were very much paganistic, and so they were celebrating winter solstice. And so, so December 25th in the Roman calendar is the festival of Sol Invictus. Sol Invictus was a god 
and Sol Invictus meant the unconquered sun, as in the sun in the sky. So it was celebrated on December 25th because uh, that was the day in the Roman calendar which was celebrated as the winter solstice. Okay, so what there was a kind of a two reasons why it became the 25th of December for the celebrate of Jesus. So Constantine said, "Okay, we got all these pagans here. You got that celebrate that." The Christians really at that time, because it had been 300 years, 250, 270 years after the resurrection birth of Jesus that they had lost so much of the uh, their Jewish traditions. And so they're, so it's believed that the very first few years that, the, uh, you know, there were so many Messianic Jews, they did celebrate on tabernacles. But when Acts chapter 10 took place and, and the gospel was opened up to Gentiles, then what happened was the Gentiles did not, you know, they didn't know anything about the, the Feast of the Lord. And also, Constantine did say, I don't want anything Jewish whatsoever uh, in any kind of uh, symbols or anything. So wow. all of that basically led to us forgetting and not even knowing anything about the traditions of, uh, of the Feast of the Lord. Wow. So that was even in, you said, 300, the 4th yep. century. Right. We've got some uh, actual manuscripts back to 164, and there's no sign whatsoever of you know Jesus being celebrated, uh, you know, his birth being celebrated on tabernacles or even December 25th or anything. Hmm. It's just there's no sign. So uh, again, when we when we kind of threw out the uh, or when they threw out the uh, all of the traditions, the Jewish traditions, we lost so much. Okay. Well, guess, guess what's taking place in, the, in these last days? God is restoring all of these. And, and the church is walking in more wisdom and more light than we've ever walked in. And so we're uncovering, oh my goodness, look at all this revelation knowledge that God has given through the feasts. Mm. Look at all this, you know. And so we're, we're uncovering a lot of this and putting it back in to our, to our worship. Amen. Um. Church formally started celebrating... Uh, Christmas on December 25th in the year 336. Okay. The, um. mm -hmm. I mentioned one of the reasons why we celebrate on December 25th uh, being, you know, because Constantine said, but then there was no pushback by the church, and I was, that's what I was going to mention. Hmm. So you tell me when you want to So yes, you continue on, Jeff. Okay, so there were really two reasons why December twenty fifth was uh, became the the time when Christians celebrated the birth of Jesus. So I mentioned that Constantine said that because he said, "Okay, you uh, you, pag you, you, you pagans and Christians get together and you have just one holiday." All right. The reason why the Christians did not push back on that because they thought this could be an evangelical tool. Think okay if we if we allow some of their pagan stuff and uh, you know in then man, this is a way that we can introduce Christianity to them hmm. you know so we would kind of share traditions and share beliefs and so that's what took place that's why whether it's a good thing or bad thing that's that's why the church didn't push back on it hmm. now uh, and you know here we are. 
thousand, you know, a couple of thousand years later, and look at look at what's taking place. We have you know over a billion people that celebrate Christmas every year, and winter solstice is really not celebrated anymore. So I think they won. <laughs> I think the Christians won. <laughs> that's that's interesting. Um, well, this is really fascinating, and I myself, I, I've always been interested in like what really happened you know and and not our traditions and um as you as you mentioned it this is just such a wonderful the spiritual significance of christmas is so wonderful it's Mm -hmm. I, i don't like the commercialization but the fact that jesus christ was born that he just like a human being you know, and yet he's God Almighty, and mm-hmm. and uh, so thank you, Jeff, very much, and my pleasure. Great, we'll continue in part two, and please do visit wonderreality.org. That's our website, and uh, most of our materials are on there for free. And thank you for following this podcast. Blessings.